0: For time's sake, I'm going to jump to uh, Tracy's um, questions and answers. I'm not going to read all of them because we've we've answered a lot of them. Um, so when I'm when I'm answering these, if you guys want to cut them out, let me know. If you want to add on to them, let me know. Um, so just feel free to interrupt me. Um, in the docu series, you know, they kind of suggest that Tracy maybe knew Andrea a little bit better than he did. Um, he met her through the volunteer work um, to find missing people between 2015 and 16. Um, He only met her a few times. Um, The last time that Tracy says he worked with her was in 2017. Um, He says that a certain person in us (laughs) was uh, trying to get a reality show going. You know, there's, And this is a question i asked him there's a lot of people who believe um, that they have all the answers they're not sure if these questions have been answered or not um so i asked him what could you tell us so far about what's been covered he said on the craze on the case she was tracked via her google trail from aaron's to her mother's house uh, where she was staying she was briefly uh, she was there briefly and then her phone shows via google trail she departed to an area not far from her mother's um, house in Ottoman Park. The phone then either dies or turns off. And this is the big mystery here. Um, This is like what baffles me. I think about this part all the time, Um, the phone. So um, I asked uh, if there were any people who have officially been cleared as suspects. Tracy answers, well, there's no crime that's been committed thus far, so there are no suspects. Um, there are over a hundred plus folks that have been interviewed and I'm glad that I asked that. And I'm glad he answered that because a lot of us forget that there's, there really, there is no crime that's been committed. If you really, I mean, in my mind, I'd like to think that there is because he, Andrew has been missing for a while, like, like, you know, but so a lot of us are like, there's who's a suspect, but technically, um, there are no suspects, um, so we answered that. I asked when the. Uh,
1: can- go well, ahead. I would say, I wouldn't say there are any suspects. I agree with Tracy there. We, we do have people of interest, right?
0: Yeah, that's know, what
1: Interviews um, on on interviews that we've done and stuff like that, and um, we we do have people of interest, of course.
0: Okay, I asked that when the K were brought in. Um, he said, "Yeah, they were brought in on multiple c- occasions um, of areas of in interest, both Jefferson County K nine under." Mr. Paul Dixon and a secondary group, Cajun Canine, under Mr. Tony Wade. And a lot of people were wondering that. Just, just wondering if any dogs have picked anything up. Um,
1: and we've also used uh, my Canine, canine Duke. Canine Duke. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Um,
0: I also asked what the canines were able to detect. Um, he said Cajun canine was able to track Andrea walking movements from Aaron's house um, to the back door of her mom's house, um, you know, which we already knew via Google trail that that's where she was, but, um, specifically to the back door, I'm assuming she was trying to knock on any door she could to get in. Um, I asked, what are some of the most common questions that you get? He said, um, was she working on a case and is that why she went missing? Um, so, I think what they're referring to is the the Austin case there, and she was not. There's no evidence that she would have done that on her own, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, and
2: Austin's mother told me that that's not true. So I feel like, obviously, I, I believe Tracy, and and then to have his own mother obviously back it up too, then that just c- confirms what I already knew. So I feel like that's all I really needed to know. Right.
0: Um. I asked. Um what can you tell us about a psychic walking through and checking mom's house? Um, He said no comment on that. I mean, Um, it's a psychic, yeah. Okay. Um, What is the difference with uh, the, the, what is the distance between Erin's and her mother's house using Andrea's route? Um, He says about a mile or so, is that right? Yes. Okay. How long?
3: About a 15 minute walk.
0: Okay. And this isn't something that's unusual. Like she has walked that walk before. Like she's used to walking that distance.
2: Not that exact path, but we frequently walk the area for exercise. That's a normal occurrence for us, like through our entire life. Um, we walk through Audubon Park and then I still to this day I'll walk outside of my house at any any time. I'm usually not up at random hours of the night, but there's been times where I, I'm like, oh crap, I forgot to take the garbage out, you know, and I have to get it out by six in the morning. So I'm, I'll go ahead and do it in the middle of the night and I feel safe. Obviously, I, I'm, I pay attention to what's going on around me, but there's other, definitely other parts of town where I would never do that. So um,
0: when I asked him when the phone was last active, even though the locator did not update, Um, It still would have had to connect to a cell tower. Do we know what tower it pinged? And was it the same tower that was pinged when the locator was working earlier? Um, He says that the tracking was done via Google trail um, based off of the phone's GPS. So do we know um, if it ever actually pinged?
3: Well, the the information that I had the way I took it is that it was not identifiable the last time it pinged or the last time the phone registered at 631 it was it was untraceable they didn't know where it was at that point
0: so at 631 they
2: they don't know where it was
3: that's correct Ted okay. does that make sense to you you agree
2: it looks like you might have had to step away but yeah that's what Karen. I think to
0: because in the past, they have said that um, 631, it picked up, first they said it picked up at mom's house, um, and then they said it picks up in Ottoman Park, um, but it was not there.
3: That's incorrect. They don't, they don't know where it was at 631.
0: Wow. That's that's kind of a bombshell because everyone flicked, that I talk to thinks that.
3: It, it flicked on so, such a short period of time, it, it wasn't on long enough to, to do that.
0: Do we know how long a phone has to be on for it to ping?
3: I do not.
2: Okay. I'm not sure. I feel like what it sounds like to me, it's possible. Obviously, I wasn't there, so I don't know for sure. But it sounds to me like a situation where your phone, you know, if like if your phone's already dead and you try to turn it back on anyways... It'll just briefly come on but and then goes off almost immediately. That's kind of my theory on that too, yeah. Yeah, It just sounds like that kind of a situation, but I don't know for sure. So we're not
0: sure when it turned on at 631, we're not sure whether it was
2: turned off or it died. Is there any way of telling that through data? I don't think so. Um, And there's no way to know if that was Andrea that did that too is another thing that I think about. Like what if her phone was found and somebody messed with it, or something like that, and then it turned off. Yeah, so it's that's another thing that runs through my mind when I think about this.
3: And, and it's also important, also important to know on the timeline of the phone is that, you know, that that timeline is spoke earlier. It's evolving, right? So it 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 registered leaving the mother's her mother's house and going to a different area in within Audubon Park
2: hmm.
3: and registering there for a while. So that that is, we, we can't talk about any details, where Pardon. it was or anything like that, but um, right. it, it's continuing to involve. They're finding new information out all the time.
0: So considering the new timeline, do we believe that she came back to mom's house or no? Well, it I definitely like
3: believe she went back there, yes. Yeah, that's
2: where she was heading. So. Okay. Yeah, it it looks like she went to to mom's house and then everything after that is is the new information. Okay. The persons that had visual contact with her,
0: uh, with Andrea that evening was Cheryl, her mom, Aaron, Ethan, and Sarah, a Lyft driver, um, the hospital staff um, that was urgent care, um, and Aaron's friend, Michelle, um, that evening. Is that correct?
2: Yes to my knowledge. Someone has said to me one time, and I thought this was a good question, like, did Andrea get any of her prescriptions filled that night? Like, she went to the hospital, you know, for her face, which she was wanting some kind of medicine for it. I don't think that she got that far to the point where she got anything, you know, filled, but I don't know that for sure. I mean, I guess we could go off of her phone but it makes me wonder like that probably was in the plan if she did get medicine that night
0: right I can't imagine that you would go to urgent care and um and not get something yeah so that's
2: like a piece that I feel like we don't know for sure about it like was she trying to get that done that night or I don't know
0: so then I asked Tracy, um, who all spoke to Andrea that evening on the phone? And did we confirm if she texted anyone, called anyone, spoke with anyone or FaceTimed with anyone that evening? I did get an answer from this. Um, but okay. then he also says that that information cannot be released to the public because it's still an active of investigation. So out of respect for the active investigation, I won't answer that. Um, can you tell us about her belongings that had been moved? He said, none of her stuff had been moved. It was uh, where she left it, including her prescription medication. And that's important to mention because some people think that she could have just ran away. I don't think so because she's a mom. First of all, I don't see that happening, but
2: especially leaving all of her belongings. Um, Yeah. Like Andrea didn't, she, I mean, a lot of us are like this, you know, when I'm, having a breakout, or if I'm not happy with something about the way I look, like I put makeup on before I leave. I mean, that's just what we do. And with her having her skin problems, like she didn't leave without her makeup. And she also had special soaps, like a skincare routine, which is another thing, you know, that's pretty common for all of us to do. She left all that behind. That's one thing that really scared me and made me really want, think something was not right. Right, I feel like... that. Sorry, you're no. You're fine. I was just going to say, I feel like if this was planned, she would have brought taken her belongings with her. Like, I couldn't imagine going anywhere without the stuff I need to, you know, to take care of myself. Right. So in that
0: case, I
2: personally feel like you could rule out the fact that she ran away,
0: or that she would have gone somewhere where she would have known that she was staying for even,
2: maybe even more than a day. Yeah, um, without- I think. Yeah, she would have if she went to stay at her friend's house. She would have normal, like what she would normally do when that happens, is in the the next morning or afternoon, whenever she woke up, she would have gone over and picked up some extra clothes and gotten like soap and whatever else she needed, like makeup, deodorant.
0: So then I asked Tracy, uh, "What was found in Andrea's storage?" He said there was a lot of furniture, personal items. There was also some movie play money that looked like a hundred dollar bill, but it had Asian writing stamped on it. It's not real money. Um, not counterfeit at all. They only found one of those bills.
2: Um, and it was mixed in with like her kids things and, you know, kitchen stuff, like household stuff. It's not like it was found inside of a printer or something like that, you know?
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm glad that you you said that because in the series they say that it was found inside the printer as if it were printed out that way. No,
3: she was torn up and wadded up. And it's also important to know that there were three people's items in that storage shed. It was, uh, there were, we found a few things from her roommate and then we found a few things from her, one of her last boyfriends.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, when they were saying that in a docuseries and my husband and I looked at that printer, we were like, that looks like our printer you can't you can't make money off that printer and he's like no i, I wouldn't like i wouldn't be working if like and i'm <laughs> like, i'm like this is ridiculous what are we even talking about here like this this printer means nothing and then also it doesn't really stand out significantly to me because you know she has boys she has kids and kids shove things inside of things constantly like i don't know how many times i've had to call a plumber because of legos or rubber duckies in a toilet or Legos or balls thrown into a sub Like it's just, I mean, they pee and Vince. Like
2: <laughs> there's just like it's
1: insane. That is, that so, like, boys.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, so, you <laughs> brought back some childhood memories. <laughs> them vents,
2: man.
0: <laughs> so like I uh I highly I just don't find anything significant about that whatsoever in my mind. Well,
2: the thing that bothered me about the, you know, quotation marks uh, counterfeit money is that here he is typing out paragraphs about all of his experience. And, you know, I don't know if you've noticed that or not, but he will write a book about his qualifications. It really led us to trust him. But anyways, he calls himself a certified document analyzer. And why would you need a microscope? to realize that that's not a hundred dollar bill if it has these big red symbols on it I mean it's different if you're a distraught family that's you know rushing to clean out a storage unit and you're you know you don't know what to
0: think it's kind of embarrassing like looking at the docuseries just looking at the dollar bill from afar I'm like that's not real
2: Yeah, it doesn't even look
0: real.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how he's not ashamed of himself or how he even agreed to do that. It's all you know. Like I would never pose if, like, if I'm going to look at something with a microscope, I would first just visually inspect it without a microscope. You know, <laughs> you know? like I would first just look at it with my own eyeballs and say, "Okay, well, I don't need. Oh. We don't need to go crazy, <laughs> <You know>? right?" <laughs> okay Oh, oh yeah. my hey, don't show me this dollar bill i need a microscope first. <laughs> 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 like how i don't know
0: how that happened this is a man you that has been on searches
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, get, and, yeah and he defends it and says well the families asked for my help and blah 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 it's like oh, you know we're desperate for answers and we're doing we're following every psychic and all across the country you know so you can't really go off of what we you know we're we're desperate for answers no matter what but you know here he is like he's not emotionally attached to this it, it's know, just, um, there's something.
3: there's been there's been four there's been four sightings in the last month of andrea around town here mm-hmm. and it's one really- of them just uh, two days ago so yeah. we're we still have to check those things out yeah.
0: that must be like really tough for you guys because I couldn't imagine as a parent that feeling of thinking like oh there's a little bit of hope I don't know if you're numb to it by now or if what you believe when you're going into it but I know you still want to check every single one because you never know
1: we, we do we check we check every every single tip every single lead everything that comes
2: yeah so. there's definitely times where I, I get even now even though it's been years and we've had so many I think like and dad has had this same feeling like what a relief it would be if Andrea just walks up randomly like this after all this time like it would be a dream come true it really would so I try dad usually calms me down and tells me Aaron like we don't know for sure you can't don't get too happy because you it all comes crashing down when it's not really her so he reminds me to keep a level head all the time so it's tough though so i also asked um this was an interesting
0: one to me um so um just to give a little bit of context here a little bit of background um my friend and i did go to we volunteered for one of the searches for andrea i think it was um was it jefferson memorial
2: um yeah
0: we were there and uh, I kind of stayed back a little bit, waiting for my friend to show up. And she was about 15 minutes late, um, so I was there with a person. I think called...
2: that sounds familiar. I think did we talk? Yeah, yeah, we did. I think I remember you telling me that. Yeah, and it was
0: um, I mean... like we kind of stood back with um, NS for a minute, and um, John, like one of the producers were there. I think was that? I think it was John. I just have to say it was very, um, it was dramatic. It was just like overly, I can't really put it into words, but my friend and I both looked at each other like, wow. Um,
2: (laughs) it was, I feel like there's always a bunch of time wasted on her when it's like, we're supposed to be searching right now. Like, yeah, I feel, I felt like I had to get her on track a lot.
0: Yeah. She was just hanging back, talking like I. Okay. I'm not even going to get into that, but this is what was interesting to me when I was there on that search. um, I I asked Tracy this question and searches, we were really honed in on finding tile pieces. And I asked, can you tell us why that's so important? And he said, I don't know what you mean. So then after I watched the documentary, I put two and two together and I'm like, well, that's because none of us were on the same page. I had whispers in my ear from certain people saying, we really need to look at these tiles, flip over these tiles, look at everything. And I remember seeing Ted there and I I looked behind me and I was like, Ted, this tile looks, look at this tile. And He's like, it's a tile. And like Ted's like, (laughs) Ted's busy looking at things that are like realistic. He's looking under tarps and stuff. And I'm like, why, like what's going on here? And then, so it wasn't until like just the other day when I asked these questions that I came to the realization that none of us were even on the same page because other, some people had different agendas. Um, So that just tells me, it's so heartbreaking because it tells me like how far this has set everyone back. Um, Why do you think that she was having you look at tiles? I really don't know. I was, that's why I was going to ask Tracy that. I'm like, why were we so honed in on tiles? Um, But she said that they've been specifically looking for um, tiles or anything construction related, and that was back when we were in Jefferson Memorial. So I'm thinking, like, this whole time, I think well, they, they had their mind made up.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that was uh, NS because of the construction, maybe a bathroom. They're thinking tiles. Um, now that you you mentioned that, um, that's not what we were looking for. You know, just like you said, when I was there, I was looking under tarps. I was. Looking under tree branches, clearing uh, stuff out of the way. Uh, what we would normally look for when we're searching, you know, I'm yeah, not going to or, or yeah, I'm anything. not going to specifically look just for tiles. Uh, I'm going to look for remains. I'm going to look for uh, clothing, shoes, um, that kind of that kind of things. So yeah, uh,
0: being like honed in on one specific thing can be, yeah. especially without any real evidence or leads. Like I feel like that's that's dangerous because now we're we're kind of getting away from what we're trying to do here yeah
2: you're overlooking the actual person that's missing right Mm -hmm. potentially if you're just looking for construction stuff only that's pretty sad i didn't know that Mm -hmm. yeah
0: um i didn't either until i put like two and two together the other day after watching all of that um I asked if she was romantically involved with anyone at the time. He said she was dating a couple people, but nothing serious. Um, I I felt like
2: she was like dating around. Andrea had had her heart broken and I feel like she was kind of being more protective of herself and not getting into a serious relationship is what it seemed to be for, for me.
0: I asked, has anyone contacted Uber to get confirmation on the location of the car at drop off? There was never an Uber, everybody. It's Lyft. There was a lift, and we had her lift ticket and GPS trail from the driver pickup and drop off. I'm pretty sure at this point the lift driver has just been we're we're done with that. Um I asked uh who all contacted Andrea that evening. Um that's not up for discussion. Um so in the documentary, we were talking about MR earlier. And I found it very interesting. One of the questions that I asked Tracy after watching the documentary, I said, is it normal for an investigator to question someone out in the middle of the daylight in front of everybody? And he said, well, absolutely not. What are you talking about? I'm like, well, um, when I was there on the search, like I specifically remember Jay sitting down at the table with now I know his name was MR. And I was kind of there. Like, and I, I got so uncomfortable. I was like, hmm, like, I'm just going to get up and walk over here and sit on a stump or something like away because I felt intrusive. Um, yeah, he was questioning him there. And like, now I realize it, just, it was very showy because it was in the docuseries.
2: Yeah, um, that's terrible. You're not the first person who's brought that up to me, how he does things that would compromise the investigation for the purpose of, you know, attention and in, in the media.
1: For theatrical, for theatrical yeah. um, effects. I'm so,
2: sad that people that more people don't realize that. But I appreciate that you thought about that because it it should be about Andrea, right?
3: Well, um, there's there's also the fact that this this Finding Andrea um, docu series was an audition for a continued series with with Nancy and Joe doing work on other cases too. There's some thoughts about that as well. Oh, so gosh. keep that in mind
0: well hopefully that goes nowhere
2: because <laughs> we've
0: exactly. been wanting a lot
2: of different no one's going to get found that way okay well yeah and it would just be really devastating to so many other families think right. there's going to be more injuries out there and people like dad and i that just want to find their family member, and they're exploiting those people right i mean i said i was going to remain unbiased
0: and not get into that drama but at the same time it's like I I wouldn't if if we could have just all had the same goal um, and
2: not have gotten off track.
0: Yeah, Um,
2: there's been many other people with missing family members who have contacted me and told me that she did the same thing to them.
0: That's terrible.
2: I mean, I I don't feel like it's just like a, a more than I feel like it's more than drama. I feel like it hurts missing people and families in crisis across the country. I've had people all in out of state, all, all across the country, contact me because of Nancy.
0: So I also asked um, how many cars were in the driveway at the time of her disappearance, and had any of them been moved after she disappeared, so after the morning hours. Um, he says this is an active investigation, cannot release this information. Um, I asked about the pounding on the door that a lot of people have stated they heard, um, Andrea pounding on the door in the middle of the night to try to get into a house that she was locked out of. Um, And I asked, did Ethan or Sarah hear it or not? Did neighbors hear it? Um, Tracy says per interview with them, interview one, um, they stated, I did not hear Andrea. Interview two, we were scared for our lives because she was yelling. Uh, My statement was, if you were scared for your lives, why wouldn't you call the police? I got no reply to this. I was then informed they Sarah or Ethan, um, would no longer talk and has an attorney. You have anything to add to that?
3: Well, I do. I think I think they had an attorney all along before this case ever happened. Uh, Ethan is also involved in a, in a lawsuit against a cable company, I believe in Lexington. So he, he already had a, an attorney, so I, I don't think he got anybody specifically for, because of this, I think you already had somebody.
0: Um, I asked, uh, when did the forensics crews come in? He said a few weeks after the report was filed, I believe it was six vehicles, numerous uh, evidence texts and LMPD detectives. They spent about four hours there. Um, I said that there were many theory, uh, theories that the, especially the, there's the Ethan, uh, Sarah theory, there's drugs, there's men, there's trafficking. Um, she could be held up in someone's house, um, leading a double life, which I'm not on board with that one. But um, are, and I asked, her, are any of these theories under serious investigation? And um, again, we can't speculate on that. You guys have anything to add to that one?
3: Uh, nothing other than a lot of them are still open for um, possibilities.
0: Yeah. So, Mike, I want to ask you. Um, I asked I asked Tracy this. So I want to ask you. You're her father. Um, if Andrea were listening right now, what would you say to her?
3: I would say if if she's following this this case and everything that we're we're doing, and if if she if she can't feel a reason to come home, and then she's not paying attention. Um, if not for me, for, for what Aaron has done, Aaron, in this sad tale, there, are the only, there's a heroine in this, and it's Aaron, and it's, it's a love for a sister that um, is, is just overwhelming, and, and that, and your children are, are the best reasons in the world to come home. Uh, please come home for them, if you can, not for me.
2: What would you say, Aaron? Tell her that I love her and I miss her and please end this nightmare for us. I I miss her. Um, I'll just say it like I'm talking to Andrea. Like, I don't care what caused you to leave. Come back and we'll figure this out together. I'm keeping my number the same forever because she knows this. Andrea knows the number. So she can call me anytime and she knows where I live. Just come and we'll figure this out. I'll do anything.
3: I've I've got one more thing to say, too. Yeah. And, Andrea, if if you want to tell your side of the story, I mean, the ending of this thing, uh, I've been promised by a producer that they will let you tell your story to end the docu-series. They'll let you have a new series to, to tell your story.
0: From the docu-series that was recently released? Yes. That's amazing. That's good. It's really nice to hear.
1: Um, what was uh, what was nope. what was Tracy's answer to that question?
0: He said um, that you need to come home. You have a family and children that love you, care for you very much, and they need you. Is that what you would say, Ted?
1: Exactly. Yeah. You know they. Uh, you know, as as PIs, you're supposed to separate yourself from the case so much and not. Not get emotionally involved, and I see that a lot. That we, I've heard people say, "Oh, Ted and Tracy need to step away from their this case because oh they're emotional." You
0: guys
1: are involved. like family now. Yeah. yeah, we are. We we are like family. You know, um, you know, and, and we made a promise. We've made a promise now, and we intend to keep this promise. You know, um, no matter no matter what it takes, how long it takes, we intend to keep this promise.
3: So.
0: I also asked Tracy. Thank you,
1: guys. Thank you, guys.
0: I also asked Tracy if a possible captor, um, maybe a doctor, someone who did something with Andrea, she were if they were listening right now, uh, what would you say to them?
1: What would I say?
0: Any, all of you.
1: I I would say you need to contact us because we're going to find out. We're going to find out who you are. You know. You know, it might not be today, and it might might not be tomorrow, but we will find out who you are and we will find out where you are and we will come find Andrew. So that's what I would say.
0: Mike, if someone had your daughter, what would you wanna to say to
2: them?
3: I would have to do some deep thinking. Erin, you ready to go?
2: Yeah, and i would probably say something crazy but i shouldn't that's, I why,
3: shouldn't I say, that. that's why i didn't say
2: anything but basically i would say that you're better off going to the police instead of being found by me is how i feel uh, you know because I, I feel like i would probably do a lot more-
3: i i would i would say something just to get in and- get andrea <laughs> home uh i i wouldn't express any anger or madness to them or any ill will. Um, I, I would even appeal to a person that probably has no morals to try to find some and, and give them a moral reason uh, to, to release her to her family and her loved ones. Um, <coughs> that's probably what I would do. I would do just the opposite of what I would feel because usually uh, it's it's the wrong thing. My initial feelings would be anger and I would probably discount those and, and move on to something somewhat positive. Yep,
1: I agree.
0: Um, Tracy's comment to that was, no comment, justice will <laughs> prevail. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked, what can the public do to help? Um, Tracy says, spread awareness of Andrea, pictures, her story, but not only Andrea, he says, but all the missing persons. It only takes a second to share in social media. I agree.
2: Yep. And Very that's, good.
0: It's also, it's wonderful because as much as Erin has just been like a hero to her sister, I mean, just like you were so dedicated to sharing so much and, and staying on top of things. On the Finding Andrea page, she Erin also shares other people's missing uh, flyers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked what the current award, uh, reward is. It's uh, 10000 Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now that's a lot of money. Um, I think (laughs) so guys, I asked Tracy, um, how many tips are, would you say come in a month? He said probably 25 or more and they follow up with all of them. And so that tells me and he, and they've told me these are people calling in. And so these people are calling in. You don't know the person next to you might be calling in you better call in first and somebody's going to get that reward money. Somebody knows something. And I feel like I don't care if you witness someone break a nail, like if you know anything regarding Andrea or someone talking about Andrea, I would definitely call in. Um, The numbers that you can do that is 502-574-7120. And that is the LMPD missing persons unit. And then 502-618-9337 that's for locators. That's L-O-C-8-T-O-R-S, private investigators. Um, This is where Tracy and uh, Ted are. Um, I also asked, like, why are not the FBI involved? Um, They said that they're just not interested unless the local uh, law enforcement requests assistance, and they have not yet. Um,
3: It uh, it has not been without effort. We've... um... I, I've, met, I've reached out to them a couple of times, mm-hmm. and Aaron and I, we, we went and rang their front doorbell, and um, it's out off of, uh, street off of Blankenbaker, um, out in the East End, and um, they, they contacted me, and um, and they contacted the police again, uh, the detective I, whose name I gave to them, and they just weren't ready to take it. I'm, um, I'm thinking about going and trying again, yeah, I, yeah, Just to see if there's a possibility. Yeah, uh, This thing may be too big for the local police. They may not have enough time
0: or I mean, resources. Yeah, there's to, only there's, a few of
3: teenagers, them. There's teenagers and kids, children going missing all the time. Who are they going to look for? Who are they going to look for?
0: Right. right the adults not, a, not a
3: 40-year-old that's been gone for two and a half years.
0: Um, I asked Tracy, are there any other specific areas besides Greater Louisville um, that the public should be keeping an eye out for her. And Tracy says Lexington, Kentucky. She would frequent in that area, visiting Sarah and Ethan. Um, she may have uh, contacts there as well. Do you guys have any other places?
2: I know that she was familiar with Southern Indiana, too. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know that she went there or that that's where she is. But we, earlier on in this, we did have possible sightings of her there. And I used to live in New Albany myself, and she surprised me by how well she knew that area. So, so definitely New Albany,
0: um, and Lexington. Um, I asked, uh, and the reason I asked this is because there's been a lot of speculation. She used to live in
2: Shepherdsville, also. Sorry, and oh Shepherdsville. She, yeah, she so she's familiar with Shepherdsville too. Okay, um, so add Shepherdsville to that.
0: Look, I mean, look everywhere, but especially in those areas. Um, I asked uh, this because there's been a lot of speculation online. I said, uh, recently there was an ex of Andrea's who passed away. And it also seemed suspicious at the time because the car had not been found at that time when I asked the question, um, do you think it's possible that Andrea and her ex were involved in the same bad crowd? Um, for Tracy, the Brian's ca- um, his name is Brian. Brian's car was found. And I do not believe it has any connection between his death and Andrea's disappearance, just to clear that up for everyone. I asked Tracy, why would Nancy say she doesn't trust you? He said, Nancy is upset, um, that she stopped getting paid and was asked to leave the investigation because of her conspiracies. She, um, does this, she, um, She turned on her entire MIA team. Those are initials for um, Missing in America. She's a liability on any team without any real knowledge or training. Her emotions are completely out of control, and she really needs some mental help. Hopefully, her family
2: can get her the help she needs. Pretty accurate, yes.
1: Uh, Pretty accurate.
2: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime someone would ask a question or you know give a suggestion that was like contrary to what she wanted she would basically accuse them of crimes you you can't do that like people don't take you seriously when you act that way and and it was making people not seriously care about Andrea they felt like what if Nancy's making the whole thing up and that's a nightmare to someone that just wants their family back right
3: and then Um, besides if um if you're the member of a group and everybody's against you now, it must be you.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, this group that you've made, you got together yourself, and then they all hate you, like that shit's crazy. But that you did yourself,
0: because you came back, and um, let me just say, I feel really bad for poor Suzette, that docu-series, like how, it it feels like such emotional abuse, what she went through. You don't say things like that about people, like you didn't
2: even have all the evidence. Yeah, well they knew already that none of that was true. So everything you saw on there was just bad acting.
0: That is terrible. That's terrible to do that to other people. Um, I asked Tracy, what stopped you from going over your case files about Andrea with Joe? He said that I was told that Joe would be an independent investigator and that I didn't want to work with Nancy because of the liability she had caused early in the investigation by pounding on people's doors at all hours of the night, uh, trying to run over one of the MIA members arguing and accusing people of crimes. We also found out bombshell that Joe isn't a licensed investigator in any state, which is a crime if he conducts any investigations, by the way. (laughs) Um, He may be a retired detective, but that does not give him any special rights to conduct investigations without a license. Our files have personal information and can only be shared with licensed investigators or law enforcement per the GLBA and the DPPA state and federal guidelines. We also know sharing information with Joe means that Nancy will get the information and start her harassment campaign. (laughs) Sounds about right. Yeah. So I I had no idea that he wasn't licensed. He no
3: wasn't arguments licensed. here. No arguments here either.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he is. Nope. We've of course we run a background on him and checked him out very well. <laughs> so
2: Okay. Yeah. And they claimed to uh do a background check on on Ted. And they said, well, Ted's not even licensed. And it was the reason that they thought that is because they didn't realize his real name is Theodore. So wow that's some
0: good detective work there yeah <laughs> ted could possibly be
1: short for theodore <laughs> maybe maybe but so, yeah on the last podcast i had to send in my my license i sent in my license to him and uh, i am not a licensed investigator in kentucky i am a licensed investigator out of texas okay. um so um so I work under Tracy in Kentucky and uh, Indiana. Okay. And when we have, cause we also work a lot of cases in Texas. And when I'm, when he works under Texas, he works under me. So,
0: so there was also um, a lot of drama surrounding the building fire. And so I asked Tracy, was it your office building, um, your office or building in general that caught fire? Um, he said, our office building caught fire. It started in an unrelated uh, business, not associated with our business from a computer modem. The fire happened before Nancy and Joe even came to Kentucky. See, in the docu series, they make it out to where like that had happened in the middle of everything. Um, yeah. And I asked what caused it. And he said it was electrical. So this, what they, it was investigated, it's not something that someone started. Um I also ask if um, Sarah and Andrea had any physical fights.
3: Aaron, you're going to have to answer that one. I would have no idea.
2: Like have they before or did they that night or uh, what do you
0: mean? I would say um, any time uh, shortly prior to her disappearance.
2: I don't think so. Not to my knowledge. Okay.
0: Um, is there anything that suggests Andrea would be flirting with Ethan or having an affair with Ethan?
2: Uh, Not to my knowledge, no.
0: Can we confirm what times construction was being done in the night um, of her
2: disappearance in the home? Well, they they said that they were asleep, but I I have no idea if that's actually the case or not. Uh,
0: Tracy answers, yes, it was um I asked if there's any way of confirming Matt R's information he provided cannot confirm um so is this someone who's really close with Andrea or an ex like how is he associated with Andrea he claimed to be one of her good friends and he says he saw her just um three days prior to her disappearance um do we know if that's true
2: I'm not sure, no. I mean, if he's such a great friend of her, why didn't she go with him that night? What I, it makes like me why funny. didn't she call? Right, exactly.
1: It's kind of strange how MR just inserted himself into this entire investigation. It's in also
0: that. interesting the way that he was sought after. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. It's not really who else is going to talk that doesn't know anything. It just feels like there was a weak link and somebody, I'm going to keep my opinion out of it. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Were Ethan's phone records and uh, bank statements checked from that time period? Um, Tracy says the police confiscated his phone and Sarah's phone and the case is still under investigation. Um, but it was also said, this is not Tracy saying, but it was also said that, um, when the cops investigated or interviewed Sarah and Ethan, they took their phones and that's when they looked at their phones right then and there in front of them. And then they handed them back. Is that
2: true?
1: I can't answer that question. Yeah.
2: I wasn't, I wasn't there during any of that. It was just them and the police. So I didn't see.
1: I don't
3: know the answer to that either.
2: Okay. Um, in the, in the past,
0: um, I know, Mike, you've said that, like, you and, um, you and Ethan just, it just doesn't click. Um, is, it, is it true that, um, or I guess, what could you tell me about his, his demeanor, his attitude?
3: Well, you know, they, Sarah and Ethan had been dating in college at the University of Kentucky. So it goes way back to their college days. So there was at least two time, two different times that were pretty far apart where I had to go get Sarah away from him because of disagreements and fighting between them. And um, so obviously I'm going to take my daughter's side, uh, tell him to st- tell her to stay away from this guy. Uh, and anyway, I brought her home twice to get away from him. And uh, she went back. And um, so ever, ever since then, because of some of the specifics of the reasons um, any father would not want her daughter to be with the guy. So that's where it stood. And um, I've not quite got past that. He's made no effort to make, to change my mind either. So it's just the way it is. So I, um, he he is not, um, I've said this before he's um, I'm not his favorite and he's not mine either.
0: Um, and yeah, and some people just don't mesh that way. But especially you, being Sarah's father, like you're no matter what the conflict is, like a dad's gonna jump in there. You know, <laughs> you're not hearing the best things, and I totally understand that.
3: Well, you he got um, her in trouble, or then walked away. For sorry. me, to, he, he, he got her in, he got her into some type of trouble, and just walked away. And I'm the one that had to go clean it up. So I can't go into details, but that's just the way it was.
0: Because um, it's college years.
3: And afterwards, both.
0: Do you believe that Sarah is in danger?
3: Well, all you have to do is look online. You can, you can see that um, in more than one situation, he, it was mentioned that he was a danger to himself and others. And that's not my opinion. That's what I read. So I'll stand by that. I agree. That, that makes makes me worry a great deal.
1: I agree.
0: Um, Aaron, had you ever witnessed anything violent between the two?
2: No, but I only see them on special occasions and think about how a boyfriend would act going to their, you know, going out of town to for a Christmas party. You're show, you're putting your best Mm -hmm. you're putting on your best show at at that point so that's all I really know of him right that's so true um
0: so it said in the documentary that um mom encouraged Sarah and
2: Ethan to change the locks is that true I don't know I was told that she wanted the locks to be different but it wasn't like um like, I guess she just, she was tired of us, like, all of us had a key to my mom's house, and it's been that way since we were kids, and she said something to me, like, she was tired of everybody having a key, like, she, she wanted, she wanted to be the only one with a key, and I also heard that Ethan didn't want anybody to steal his tools and things that he had for the remodeling the bathroom, so I don't know, I'm not, I've heard different things about it, so it could be better.
0: just because, I mean, like, that would be weird because, you know, Andrea's essentially living there at that time. Like all her belongings
2: are there. Yeah, and that's something I said to mom the night that that Andrea left my house when I said I was going to call and help her get in the house. I said, mom, you told Andrea that she could live here. There's no reason why she shouldn't have a key. You need to make right. sure she gets into that house tonight, whether it's calling them or going and opening the door yourself.
0: Right. I I don't want to make anyone feel guilty or anything, but, uh, something that, that I have to ask is if you were to change the locks because of a disagreement, maybe you were scared for your lives or whatever it was, you changed the locks. Um, how could you lock someone out in the middle of the night, a loved one that, and you don't know, you have nowhere for them to go. You don't know where they're going to go. Like,
2: Uh, that's not something that I ever thought anybody would do.
0: Right it almost seemed like maybe they
2: just expected Aaron to just take her in that evening. They could have told me if that's what they, if they were saying like, it has to go this way, why wouldn't they just, someone just tell me that, you know, I thought for sure that mom would help her get in and things would be fine the next day or that she would sleep in her car. Cause like I was telling you, like she's done that other times when she had the option of sleeping inside. So it just It doesn't really
0: make sense to me. None of it does. Okay, it was also said that Sarah and Ethan, um, they were interviewed again when Brian took over the investigation. Uh, When was that? And had they cooperated at that time with answers?
1: I can't can't answer that question.
0: Okay. Um,
1: what, What was Tracy's answer?
0: He did, um, I didn't, That this is a, we're okay. after Tracy's, okay. these are my uh, questions, sorry. <laughs> um, it's a trick, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, they're blank. Uh, were the phone records checked? Um, I already asked this. So let me uh, close it with this. At the end of the docu series, it was continuously insinuated that the family is not cooperating or they're covering for them, and that Mike doesn't want to believe the worst.
2: Um, Who would want to believe the worst? No, nobody wants to. Right. That's what no, I'm getting at. Like, I mean, that's, that's what a, blows my mind. Like, any normal person would not want that to be that. What happened?
0: They also like, say that um, Aaron's not interested, and I'm like, that's so. From what I know of Aaron, from you, let me, Aaron. <laughs> she,
3: let, me, let me clear something up too before we go on.
0: Yeah.
3: About what I believe. Um, I, I believe Andrea was in a lot of trouble. She was she was hanging out with a lot of bad people. But people have low points in their life. And what what I believe in, and what I was offering Andrea, was forgiveness, redemption, and a chance for her to, be the, the, the best person she could be. And I was willing to help her. And if, if people think I'm delusional because of that, so be it. But I, it's my daughter, I will help her. I don't care how, what she's done, I'll do my best to to get her back and be the best person she can be and to help her. And and um, if they think that's delusional, it's not. It, it's, the, it's that I will forgive her for no matter what she's done or how bad things have gotten. I will, I will help her in because I know who she is and what she's about. And, and, um, I I think I would offer that to any, anybody.
0: Right. And I think that if I, if I
3: could, if I was capable of helping.
0: Right. I think that's what people are missing, especially if they've watched the documentary and that's all they've seen. Um, they don't see this side, you know, they just see it as, as it was dramatized. Like they don't, but you know, it's a caring father who does what any good father would do. Um, so if they can't see that, I agree with you. Just so be it.
1: Can I? Can I comment? Yeah. I, you know, I spoke to Aaron and Mike and Tracy as to um, if something has happened to Andrea, if someone has hurt her by any means, um, whoever is responsible for. Be, be uh, for this you know they just want the the truth and it doesn't matter who it is you know it doesn't matter if it's the right side the left side it it, it doesn't matter uh as long as we find out what happened to her and whoever's responsible for for this um so there's no sugar coating of of um you know uh, delusional um so i i, I don't think that's even an issue because I know how they, they made it on the documentary that if it, just, just say a family member is responsible, you know, it doesn't matter if a family member is uh, responsible or not, it's justice will be justice and it will be served and um, here's, either way.
0: Right. And one of the things that people don't understand is I, I don't know what Pleasantville, what Pleasantville idea people have of families, but- mm-hmm. Families are all different. There's different situations, different dynamics, and not every family operates the same. Just because if someone in a family does something, that doesn't mean anyone else in the family knows, Um, you know, and it doesn't mean that they're covering for them in any way. Um, A lot of the things that I've seen is um, Aaron and Mike get attacked online a lot, like you're covering, you're covering for family and.
1: No, they're not. You never
0: No, I don't believe that one bit because, you know, they're out here doing everything that they can. Like Erin has a family. Like she doesn't have to be doing this 24 seven. And then for people to say that um, they don't trust Tracy or Ted, um, why do they care so much? I mean, first of all, hopefully people don't need a motive for helping other people. Um, But, you know, they're so invested in this.
2: That's sad that people say that, like, why don't you care enough is my, is my question to that. Right.
1: Um, I mean, we were, you know, we were never in this for limelight uh, of, uh, for this or for that, you know, we were, you know, we were here to help just like Tracy told me. um, And I've said this before in the interviews. um, Andrea was one of, one of us. She's the people, she's one of the people that go out and and try to help other people and try to search for for someone missing, you know, she's one of us. So, you know, and, and that's the way Tracy is, just like he's in the military, no one gets left behind. You know, he, he's not gonna leave her behind. He, he's going to find her and, and we are going to find out what happened, you know. So just, Tracy always said, you know, no man left behind. And that's the way we, we look at um, Andrew, she's, she's one of us. You know, she, she's one of our people too. So, you know, so that's, that's where we're at.
0: She's definitely one of those people that we want in this world. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I, um, for people who criticize her from her downward spiral there, um, the last year or two, I just have to say, like, I mean, great for you. If you haven't experienced any downward spirals in your life, but I certainly have, I've been through a whole lot as well. And it doesn't define me. It doesn't define Andrea. Um, everyone goes through something and everyone handles it differently. Um, the main, the main thing is, is that there is a human who is unaccounted for. She has children and a family who love her very much. And we have to bring her home. Right. Um, and as far as the threats go, um, for the family, that's terrible. You, no one should be threatening you all or, um, Ted or Tracy threatening your families. It's, um, if you don't have anything to contribute, just don't, <laughs> just yeah. don't. I want to ask both you and Mike, um, Aaron and Mike, how can, how do you want people to help?
2: Uh, I would say, uh, you can help by, sharing missing posters you can follow aaron knabel on any social media and and share uh missing posters we also have uh where is andrea knabel and finding andrea on facebook and then the andrea knabel case discussion group where um we recruit volunteers you can um another thing you can do is join the andrea's angels if you send me a message and say, I would like to join Andrew's Angels, I can add you. It's a a group in Messenger where I add any missing posts uh, that we need shared, and and you just share it all around social media, and uh, we also brainstorm ideas on how to raise awareness, Um, and we've actually, that's how I found out about the Feud Foundation, and so you really make a huge difference when you uh, contribute your ideas, and also, you, it could just be whatever your profession is. For example, we have, uh, uh, what's it called, a graphic designer. She uses her skills to design missing posters. We have a former uh, chief of police and the the volunteers, and he, he tell, he's helped me uh, find the right people to ask permission for areas where we do searches, and just really been able to give a lot of insight from his from his position. So. Any skill that you might have that, that can help Andrea, you're welcome to come and and uh, volunteer that. And it can be entirely from your phone, or if you're local, you can also help in person. And and it's just as you're able to. There's no pressure at all. So you're welcome to join that. Um, or you can just message me directly and, and tell me what you'd like to do. We have a GoFundMe as well if you're wanting to donate to that.
0: I would like to get the link to that so we can put in the, uh, in the description as well. Okay. And uh, I think I already have a link to the t-shirts and usually the money that's contributed there is going towards um, flyers and the lamination for the flyers. Um, is there anything else that any of you would like to add before we, before we close?
3: Aaron was pretty thorough. Uh, I would only say that the activist part of it is the most important one, that's Andrea's Angels. And uh, they, they've done some really great work. And there, there are some wonderful people that have helped us. And uh, just very impressive work that Erin did in putting that together. And she's got some people helping her that are, have been really impressive and um, giving and uh, that the family appreciates all of that tremendously. Uh, hey. uh, heartfelt thanks to everybody, including you, Ted.
1: Oh, well, thank you very much. Uh, and Andrea's angels are, are awesome. Um, they, they are just a group that, um, that, that are just amazing men and women on there that um, just in, help encouragement and uh, they ask questions, but, you know, they're very encouraging, very helpful. Um, they have all kinds of different gifts that they bring to the table.
0: And I love that chat. Um, I'm involved in that as well. And I, I've never seen anything negative on that. Everyone contributes in any way that they can, you know, their people will put out like, Hey, I'm available these two days of the week or what have you. And it's always so it's always so positive and so encouraging.
2: Um, so I'm glad that, that you get that Aaron. Um, Oh yeah. Another thing that we do in Andrew's angels is we uh, give updates, and we and we do answer questions if needed. For example, um, I'll make sure that they're aware about different leads that we get. I, obviously, I don't go into specifics to where I, I you know mess up our chances of finding her, but I will let them know when our efforts are paying off and making a difference. So you can you can get updates in the group as well.
1: And and that you know another thing, just just like Aaron said, you know, keep sharing the posters, keep. Keep pushing them out there on Facebook or TikTok or, or wherever you guys, whatever the platforms may be because sh- uh, bringing awareness to her is making a difference. It's, it's getting tips to us. It's, it's people are opening, you know, doors and, and, and it's helping, you know? So um, these recent tips that we've gotten in the last two months are been pretty good, really mm-hmm. substantial tips. And they, they, you know, it, it's slowly coming together. So um, they, it, it's making a difference just from bringing awareness and getting getting uh, her name out there and, and letting people see her. I mean, because we've had some tips that they didn't even know she was missing and boom, it got to someone and then, then it, they reached out to us, you know, so. Yeah, people know information
2: but they don't realize it's relevant because they don't know that Andrew is missing. So Mm -hmm. I agree with that completely. Just a lot of people don't always understand that that that's how awareness works. Um, When it gets to the right person that could that, that'll be what solves this.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
2: All right. Well, thank you guys
0: so much for your time. And I, I hope that this helps. Um, I hope it brings justice to Andrea and gets everyone back on the same page. Thank
1: you. Thank you you very much for having me. And um, Aaron, Mike, we will talk soon. Okay. Certainly.
3: Thank you, Ted, too.
0: Thank you, guys. Good night. Good night. night,